Our lesson for our sermon on Christmas Day is from the New Testament, from the book of Galatians, chapter 4. When the set time had fully come, God sent His Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive adoption to sonship. Because you are His sons, God sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, the Spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are his child, God has made you also an heir. This is God's word. Dear friends in Jesus, my wife and I were supposed to have a baby born yesterday. (laughs) Christmas Eve, that was the due date. It didn't happen that way. Some of you know that for Thanksgiving, we were planning to take a trip to visit my family in in Minnesota, but the day we were supposed to leave on our trip, we ended up going to the hospital. And a little while later, our our daughter was born 33 days early. Surprise! I'm glad we didn't go on our trip. We had made our plans, but God had other plans. Surprise! It didn't work out so well for Mary. Our experience with our daughter being born a month ago, it's made me appreciate what Mary went through at Christmas time. We were able to cancel our trip and have our baby close to home. But not Mary. Mary actually had to go on her trip. Because of a decree by the Roman Emperor, Caesar Augustus, everyone had to go back to their their family's original hometown. So Mary and Joseph had to travel from Nazareth, way up in Galilee, down to Bethlehem. In Judea, it was about a 70-mile trip. And so people think it would have taken about four days to get there. I always think it's ironic that we talk like that. None of us have ever walked 70 miles in our whole life, right? And you would say, that's about a four-day trip. Right? Not bad, about four days. And Mary was pregnant. You don't hear anything in the Christmas story about riding on a donkey. She probably walked all that way and it makes you think this probably did not go according to Mary's plans. In fact, you wonder, how was it that Mary gave birth to her baby so far away from her home and the other side of the country? And I thought it was because things didn't go according to Mary's plan at all. Even way back then, people understood how pregnancy works. People knew how long a baby would be inside the womb. I bet Mary had a good idea in her mind of when she expected this son to be born. In fact, I bet Mary and Joseph expected to go to Bethlehem and come back to Nazareth before the baby would be born. Just like we planned to go to Minnesota and visit family and come back before the baby was... Why on earth would Mary and Joseph leave travel the other side of the country if they knew that the baby was going to come. I bet things did not go as they expected. They showed up in that little town of Bethlehem and then suddenly, surprise! It was time for the baby to be born. As a husband, my my heart kind of goes out to Joseph. That must have been just a terrifying night. He's going from house to house, knocking on doors, trying to find a place to stay. He doesn't find anything. He must have felt like the worst husband in the whole world. They didn't even have a car to have the baby be born in. 
And then there's Mary. And here's this young woman. She's never given birth to a child before. On the other side of the country. Last night we sang Silent Night, Holy Night. And I bet Mary would say, that is not how it went. There was probably lots of pain and fear and worry and anxiety and surprise. Isn't that how life goes? Just one surprise after another? We all make plans. We're not all planners by nature, but we all make plans. We all have assumptions about how life should go. Like my wife and I, we we had this all figured out. We were going to come back by November 25th, which was a whole month before the baby was going to be born. It's a good plan, right? No. Surprise. How often does your life go according to your plans? How often is your life just full of surprises? Here's what I want you to think about today. When those surprises come, how do you react? When life does not go according to your plan, how do you respond? If we're honest, isn't it the truth that surprises in life bring out the worst in us? When life doesn't go according to our plans, we almost immediately always get discouraged and and discouragement always brings along with it other sins like anger and frustration and selfishness and complaints and doubts and I'm the worst at this. When life doesn't go according to my plans, I start to think things like, God, what are you doing? God, didn't you know that I had this all planned out? God, why aren't you doing what I want you to do? I wonder how many of those thoughts were there on that first Christmas night. Surprise. Except it wasn't a surprise. The birth of Jesus actually wasn't a surprise. It was a surprise to Mary and Joseph. It was a surprise to those shepherds out in their fields. But it was not a surprise to God. The Apostle Paul writes about Jesus' birth. He wrote to Christians long ago, when, when the set time had fully come, God sent his son. He writes it so matter-of-factly. When the set time had fully come, God sent his son. What you've got to know is that for thousands and thousands of years, God's people were waiting for this child to be born. For thousands of years, it seemed like there was no plan. It seemed like this child was never going to come and When the set time had fully come, God sent his son. Do you know what that means? It means that it was all perfectly planned. Every part of Jesus' birth was perfectly planned out by God. Even the stable, even the manger, even the being in Bethlehem, even the being far away from home, it was all perfectly planned out by God. God wants you to know that his plan to save you and me, it was not just some last minute idea. It was not like when you and I forget to get somebody a Christmas present. And so nowadays we just go on Amazon and we look around for about 30 seconds and then we click, click. And that's it. We got a present, right? That was not God's plan to save us. Here in our gospel lesson, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. And the Word was God. How long has Jesus been around? 
Since before the beginning, since before the beginning of the world, God the Father and God the Son had this perfect plan to save us. Mary and Joseph didn't know exactly how it was going to go. The shepherds didn't know how it was going to go. It looked like a surprise. But what looks to us like a surprise is all a part of God's perfect plan. Like the place, Bethlehem. Why was it that Mary gave birth to her son in Bethlehem, so far from home? It's because God said so. Already 700 years before Jesus was born, the prophet Micah made that promise that we read in one of our lessons that the ruler would come from Bethlehem. It's all part of God's plan and God's people actually knew it, the ones who were paying attention. A little bit later on, the wise men came to Jerusalem and said, where's the one to be born king of the Jews? And King Herod had no idea. But the people who were paying attention to God's word did. What did they tell the wise men? In Bethlehem, in Judea. That's what the prophet has written. From outward perspective, it seems like the reason they were in Bethlehem was because Caesar Augustus, this great Roman emperor, wanted to show how great he was. He commanded that everyone went to their hometown to be counted. He wanted to show how many people he ruled over and Yet even the great Caesar Augustus, he was just this little pawn that God was moving around to work out his plan to get that family into Bethlehem. Surprise? No. It was not a surprise. Even Mary. Mary, as she grew up, she had no idea that God had chosen her to be the mother of God's son. But that doesn't mean that it was a surprise. At the same time that Micah was writing that prophecy about Bethlehem, the prophet Isaiah said, This will be a sign to you. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son. And they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Way back, God had already laid out his plan. God had already chosen Mary. It was a surprise to her when the angel Gabriel announced to her what she would do, but it was not a surprise. It was all God's perfect plan. And we say, why? Why did God plan all of this out? Well, when the set time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law. God came up with this plan to to save us. You and I are the people who are under the law. We are under God's commands. We're supposed to follow them, right? Like the Ten Commandments. So how many of them do we follow? Not many. And even those just sometimes. And we sin. And like I said before, maybe you see that especially when your plans don't work out. I told the kids today that we should be like them in receiving Jesus as our Savior. There's some reasons we should not be like kids. You see kids when they don't get their way, what do they do? They throw a fit. If we're honest, what do we adults do when we don't get our way? We throw fits, just mostly inside, right? Mostly against God. And this is what God's law shows us. It shows us our sin. The Bible says that God's law shows us that every mouth needs to be silenced and the whole world accountable to God. When God's law says to you and me, you're you're guilty. You're guilty. And so when Jesus was born, he, he became a human being and he placed himself under the law. 
That's why Jesus had to be a human being so he could live a perfect life in our place. If you think about those commandments, think about what Jesus did. You shall have no other gods. Did Jesus keep that one? Perfectly. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. Did Jesus keep that one? Perfectly. Honor your father and mother. Perfect. You shall not murder. Perfect. You shall not commit adultery. Perfect. You shall not steal. Perfect. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. Perfect. You shall not covet. Perfect. Everything that you and I have failed to do, Jesus did for us to to redeem us. You know what that word means? To redeem? It means to buy back. The Bible says that you and I, we were were like slaves, like captives to sin and death and the devil. And Jesus came to redeem us, to buy us back. And what was the price that he paid? It wasn't gold or silver, but it was his holy, precious blood, his innocent suffering and death. You know, even Jesus' death on the cross to God, it was not a surprise. In fact, God worked out the course of history so that Jesus died on the cross on the very day of the Passover, the very day that the Israelites were sacrificing lambs to remember how God saves us from our sins. Even the cross itself to God, it was not a surprise. It was his perfect plan. Because this is God's goal. The time had fully come. God sent his son, born of a woman, born under law, to redeem those under law, that we might receive adoption to sonship. Why did Jesus do all this? It was because God wants you to be his child. God wants to adopt you into his family and you say, I don't deserve that. What grace because of Jesus. You are God's child. Paul explains what that means. He says, because you are God's sons, God has placed the spirit of his son into your hearts, the spirit that says, Abba, Father. And because you're the child of God, the Holy Spirit lives in your heart. Because you're the child of God, you can pray to God and you can say, Father, Dad, what a cool thing. Paul says, so they are no longer slaves, but God's children. And since they are God's children, God has also made them his heirs. You are the child of God and You're an heir of eternal life in heaven. And if you want to talk about a surprise, that's a surprise, right? God should not do all of this for us, but yet this is the whole message of the Bible. It's like a a hostage rescue story. I've been hearing a lot on the news about hostages taken in various places. I've been hearing about the, the tremendous effort that goes into trying to find and bring back those hostages home. This is what the Bible is all about. You and I, We're hostages, taken by the devil, taken by sin. But God, he had a plan to rescue us, to bring his children home. And it's a plan we never would have thought of. It's a plan that to us seems like a surprise. But what is a surprise to us is not a surprise to God. He put his son into Mary's womb. He arranged world events so that he was born in Bethlehem. Jesus lived 33 perfect years of life under the law in our place. Jesus died on the cross and rose again to give us eternal life. 
It's not a surprise. It's God's perfect plan. Think of what that means for you. If God spent thousands and thousands of years planning out every detail of how to save you and make you his child, do you think that God has planned out your life? If God moved heaven and earth so that he himself could come into the world and save us, do you think God has a plan to make sure you make it home to heaven? Absolutely. When you see Jesus born for you in the manger, you can take that word surprise, which life is full of surprises, and you can add the words not a in front of it. Not a surprise. Maybe in your life right now, it seems like you have to walk a long way. Mary could relate. But it's not a surprise. Not to God. Maybe in your life right now, it seems like there is some terrible timing. Mary could relate. It's not a surprise. Not a surprise to God. Maybe in your life right now, it seems like you're in the wrong place at the wrong time and you're trapped and you can't get out of it. Mary could relate. But it's not a surprise. It's God's perfect plan. What seems like a surprise to us It's part of our Heavenly Father's perfect plan for His dear children. When the set time had fully come, God sent His Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law that we should receive adoption to sonship. When you see Jesus born for you and live for you and die for you and rise for you, you you realize something. I can trust Him. I can trust Jesus. I can trust his plan. Even when you get that diagnosis that you never wanted to hear, it's not a surprise. It's somehow part of God's perfect plan to get you home to heaven. Even when there's that disaster or that pain in your life, it's not a surprise. God's always calling us to repent of our sins and to come back to him. When you face that crushing disappointment, it's, it's not a surprise. God is teaching you to let go of the things of this world, to draw closer to him. Even when you face that heartbreak, that heartache, it's not a surprise. It's God drawing you ever closer and closer to him because that's what he wants more than anything in the world. He wants you as his child. He wants to bring you home to your real home, to heaven. Realize this. The things that seem like they're surprises to us, they're all a part of God's perfect plan. When the set time had fully come, God sent his son. It's not a surprise. Amen. Let's say a prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, as we look at our lives we realize that life so often does not go according to our plans. So often life is full of surprises and surprises that we don't want. Lord, when those surprises come, we have to confess it often brings the sin out of our hearts. We react with discouragement or anger or bitterness or despair or the worst is complaints against you as our God. 
Dear Jesus, as we hear the Christmas story again, we realize that in your Christmas story, things didn't go according to people's plans. Even Mary and Joseph must have been surprised at how everything worked out. And yet you make us this promise in your word that it was not a surprise because you and your Father had planned our salvation from before the beginning of time. Dear Jesus, when we see that you came for us and lived and died and rose to save us, to make us God's children, help us to trust in you. Whatever surprises come our way, help us to trust that those surprises to us are part of your perfect plans for us, perfect plans that end up with us being at home with you in heaven. Lead us, dear Jesus, to trust in you. In your name we pray. Amen.